0: Rip straight into it. We'll delay the sermon because our our next guest um, has a busy day ahead and is uh, low on time, and that is why we absolutely love the fact he's uh, taking our call. Rob Van Royen, Robert Van Royen joins us. up from stuff. Fine rugby writer. Welcome to the show. How you doing this fine Friday?
1: Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. All well. New rugby season started, right? The
0: new season's on it. it.
1: (laughs) It comes around quick, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. like well, Under the current system, we, we have a good idea of what these teams are with, with you know, mm. the longer-term contracting model, so on and so forth. But there still is something to see all those names down on paper, all 38, uh, you know, names in each and every squad. So I don't know how you want to pick a path through this. Should we start with the best of last year, the, the Crusaders and Chiefs? Um, Lots of changes, especially with the Crusaders, but what, do we expect them just to roll on like the machine they have been for a number of years?
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'll quite roll on just like that, Um, and the main reason and it's not the fact that they've uh, lost race, I mean, sure, that's Contributing, but I think you know Richie and the loss of him, but they don't win seven titles in seven years without him. I mean, it's just apparent how influential he he was to this team. And Sam Whitelock's a big loss. Um, they're the they're the two big ones for them. So I, I, they'll be there or thereabouts. And, and I, when I look at the when I look across the teams' name yesterday, the, the, the Crusaders and the Chiefs stand out for me. Last year's two finalists. Um, and, and the Blues aren't far away. So and Brumbies are also looking strong, despite they've lost Nick White to the to Western Force. So they're, they're the ones that stand out. Um, the Chiefs, you know, they've lost. You, you talk about the Crusaders losing lots of players. They sure have, I mean. But the Chiefs have lost 400 plus caps of experience. You know, next season, yep. sure Sam Cains coming back uh, after a sabbatical. But yeah, um, I do like the look of that Chiefs squad as a whole, though. It looks very uh, looks primed to have a real good shot at going one step uh, further.
0: When you look at the Crusaders, though, there's still lots of international ta- talent uh, up front, out the back. So uh, what are the big questions they need to answer, though? Is it filling that number 10 position? We all know the history of Super Rugby. If you want to win a title, your 10 needs to be pretty darn good, and they've had
1: an amazing one in recent years. That's right, yeah. Yeah, number ten's the big EA. And the big thing there on top of losing the is, yeah, Fergus Burke was... Looking sick to, to slot in there, and, and he was playing with a lot of confidence. Canterbury obviously did his Kellys and won't be back until what they're saying maybe week 10, um, Yeah, April later, April he could be back from that. So, um, yeah, it's huge. I mean, because he, he played a lot of fullback for them this year, and he, and he was really just starting to look comfortable playing at super rugby level finally. So, a uh, big loss because now they, they're going to a season with um, Kaha Kamara and Rivers Rohana. They've got They've got about 11 super rugby caps between them. Um, look, Lee Halfpenny, just like what he said to me last week about being open to playing 10, like Rob Penny ruled him out as a, as an option to play 10, which is fair enough. Um, so yeah, that's, and, and he also essentially used to see David Havili. There's no plans to move him at 10, and in the past, um, Scott Robinson did play Havili at 10 when they were short, so... Um, yeah, but kamara has got a bright future. They was hindered a bit this year injuries, he only played a couple of games, so they really want to get a few more minutes into him this year to prepare him to take over or help take over with Fergus Burke. Um, but elsewhere like they're loaded the up prop, aren't they? Even with Oli Jaeger oh, yeah. um, early release, uh, that's it looks like he's off to Munster, the word is this morning. So um but, but you know, you saw Fletcher Newell and to Mikey Williams, uh, Joe Moody's there, who was you know not far away from the All Blacks again this year. George Bower, another All Black. Um, he's yeah. he's looking good to come back for, for round one, and, and at hooker, even with Cody Taylor taking a break, they've got George Bell, who's going to be the Crusaders' long-term hooker moving forward. Anyway, um, Brody McAllister, Iwani Moanani, look, they they really are pretty stacked across the board, still.
0: Yeah, they grow props on trees, have for years, incredible depth there, um, and they add an, a dynamic Levi Armour to a stacked back line. Uh, you mm. can see why uh, the TAB quite high on them. They're high on the Chiefs too. Not as high as Brad Webber, who, who's obviously one of the de, the, the key departures uh, on Twitter, saying, oh, what a squad, ready to go one better. Uh, you can understand if Chiefs it. fan feel like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm not surprised. I mean, gee, you're looking at those outside backs, uh, I mean, it's impressive. And, and Damien McKenzie's back, they've got plenty, they've got so much um, firepower. I quite like um, quite like the addition of Jimmy Tupac uh, in the forwards as well, former Blues and uh, Crusaders front um, forward there. So yeah, the Chiefs are looking very, very good. Um, yeah, uh, Brad Webber. Brad Webber, I'm surprised he, I'm not surprised he said that. But, you know, he's, he's a significant loss himself. They've got some good halfbacks coming through. Um, and, look, that's how good that round one Chief Crusaders in Hamilton rematch of the final going to be. Oh, massive, mate. Absolutely fantastic.
0: Uh, elsewhere, the Highlanders. Um, 14 mm-hmm. newcomers. There's not a whole lot of international calibre there. It's um, sort of a de- developmental year It's probably the nice way to describe it.
1: Yeah, and prob- I'd probably uh, make years plural. It's probably going to be a couple of two or three years. I even said this year. I said a few times that they're going to get they're going to get worse before they get better. Which is saying something because they were pretty poor the last couple of years. Um, so uh, look, when you they've lost their two best players Aaron Smith and Shannon and Frizzell, so. Uh, huge losses, and they've also, and don't underestimate the little guys, you know, guys like Josh Dixon and Marino Mikhaili, too, also leaving. He was outstanding uh, number eight for them, uh, loose for the last couple of years. I do like the Tama addition. edition. Um, lots of talk from of Moana Pacifica losing Levi Miller and how big that was, but Tavatamanawai was equally as um, explosive on the wing for them, so a yeah, huge loss, but Highlanders gain. I um, actually was, a few years back, I was. Sort of thinking the Highlanders might have nabbed him um, earlier, but um, he, he finally got down there. So good addition. But yeah, as I said, they're gonna they'll be probably get worse before they get better, and they're gonna need a really they're, they're hoping and they're putting their faith in them, these young guys, um, obviously. And, and of course, there's no guarantees that they'll that it, that it'll uh, these young guys will ever become what they that they hope. So, um, so look, they'll be an interesting one to watch. Um, Reality is, hey, five, five wins can get you into the playoffs in this competition, are they, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: the, the Hurricanes, I, I view them as a team. There, there's reasons to dream, but there's reasons to be a little bit concerned who's going to own the number 10 jersey once again, and uh, there's no best player on the planet, Artie Savia.
1: Yeah, I mean, Artie Savia, huge, huge. Um, sure, Karifi's Karif there, and look, Brad Shields is back. Uh, he, he was quite good for Wellington this year, but he's not going to be the Brad Shields before he went to... To England, uh, the number ten for the I moment, Aidan Morgan, has yeah, never really convinced convinced me. Um, uh, Britt Cameron, yeah, again, like I know there was there was quite a lot of talk about his move there, but like he's someone that a uh, frustrating player I've always found. He spends a lot of time at the Crusaders, of course, and just those can just, just those little unforced errors, missing touch, just, just a lot of that creeps into his game. Um, yeah, some of just the, as I say, those wee unforced errors with Brett Cameron. So the number 10's a big question mark for them. But look, they've still got, still got the, um, those, like Geordie Barrett. And um, they'll, they'll still, I like Harry Godfrey as well. It looks to see a lot more of him this year. Ruben Love. And, and Josh Morby's another player um, who showed quite a lot this year as well. So um, but they'll still play that at typical Hurricanes rugby. Um, whether it's good enough to match it with the, especially consistently with the Chiefs and Crusaders and and, and Blues to an extent, uh, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I probably have the Blues the third best New Zealand side. That's probably fair, isn't it?
1: Mm, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And look, you know, they've lost. Obviously, Bowden Barrett's probably the one that a lot of people will think of. But you know, I I think Tom Robinson, the guy like that. You know, it's a shame to see someone like him move on. That's um. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean Bowden Barrett it sounds like well, it sounds like he's gonna be back, not necessarily we'll see if it's to the blues or not, uh, after after his time in, in Japan. But yeah, I'd have the Blues as the third best team at this stage. Um not a huge amount of change to their team outside of Bowden Barrack and co Leaving. Obviously Roger Tulliva Nepo Nipo is another loss. Um yeah, again so that'll be interesting what they do at at you know Stephen Perifeta and look, i like to look at um of Lucas Cashmore. more. Um Perifeta wasn't um, he was always playing more fullback for Taranaki this year in the MTC, um, with young Josh Jacob shining there. So, yeah, be interesting what they do at team as well.
0: Uh, Rob, really appreciate your time. I know you've got a scarper in just a couple of minutes. Uh, I just want to get on to this. Your colleague, Paul Cully, who, of course, does great work with stuff and also contributed to Sydney Morning Herald yesterday, tweeting, New Zealand Rugby's Chris Lindrum says the Super Rugby Commission will be fully up and running in the first half of 2024. The search for the CEO and director's... Search on for the CEO and the directors. Uh, for the uninitiated, uh, what is the commission going to do?
1: Well, essentially, it's going to oversee the competition, right? I mean, it's pretty. I think. I mean, right now, you know, every professional competition, essentially, around the world has got a, a commissioner or a chief executive, a boss. I mean, just someone to go to who who the 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 boss, right? And this competition just doesn't have that which is quite fast, Which is why, at the moment, it, you know, we have all the. The issues of New Zealand rugby say one thing. Uh, you have emails coming in from fans, uh, Australia rugby are saying something else. This is actually going to give a commissioner, chief executive, a board for the comp- to make decisions around the competition, which has been sorely lacking. And, and look, it can only lead, hopefully, to improvement in the competition. Um, I don't know, you know, across the board. Um, I don't know, look, I've always said, and, and some coaches have said it on the record as well that uh, eventually in the next couple of years I'd like to see um, not have... You know, we've got a 12-team competition and eight to make the playoffs. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's sort of hard to take it seriously, right? And, and so there is, has been talk that maybe in a, in a few years we'll see that number drop down to maybe six teams making the playoffs. Um, so when it comes to decisions like that, that that's what it's going to be like. We're going to have an actual a governing body, one, uh, running the competition.
0: Um, I, I, I'm guessing, here yeah, they won't have autonomy to make decisions on how many teams will be in the comps. Still, um, uh, the actual national organisations will do that, but it's more about, what, time of games, no, competition not. rules.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because there'll be, look, there'll be representatives from, you know, there's going to be a board still, so. Um, but yeah, I'd say it'd be more in terms of how many teams make, like, the playoff format, is, is, um, specifically, as I say, like, when you've got eight teams out of 12 making the playoffs, I think down the line, I'm not sure how soon this will happen, it could be three, four years, who knows, but I would imagine that'll, that'll drop to six, and that'll be the, you know, at most. Uh, I don't know if they'll go to four, which is what a lot of people would even like to see. Um, but yeah, a lot of, look, there's still going to be New Zealand rugby and Australian rugby representatives and saves and things, but there's just going to be, uh, you know, there's going to be someone in charge, a commissioner, who you can go to, cause at the moment, it just doesn't have that.
0: I'll get you out on this. I've just appointed you commissioner or CEO. What's the first thing you do?
1: <laughs> well, the first thing I would do, seriously, is cut. i would done straight away. I wouldn't wait till three years. I'd I'd make it uh, six teams out of twelve mate, the playoffs, and the format would be the top two seeds get a first round bye, and they face the winners of those the other uh, the other two semi-finals, I guess, um, or preliminary finals. You can call them whatever you want, but that's the first thing I'd do.
0: Good on you, Rob. Thanks so much, mate. Always enjoy chatting. Go well. Go enjoy your day. Now you're busy. Thank you.
1: Yeah, cheers, mate.
0: No worries.